Barkley straight ahead with a big hole. And running through is Saquon Barkley. And he's going in for a Giants touchdown. Giants turn to try and answer. And here's Saquon Barkley. Welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. I'm your host, Jack Quattararo, and on today's episode, I have another special guest. Mike Vivolo joins me to discuss a couple Giants topics, a couple offseason topics, and just a bunch of stuff about the New York Giants. So, Mike, how you doing, my man? Good, brother. My Pelham brother. The Pelham roots. The Pelham connection. Grew, born and raised here in Pelham, Mike and I. So, Mike, how, how's everything been, man? How's your day going? Uh, it's good, man. You know, like... We are really uh, trying to make sense of how sports are going to return and how, and how they are returning and really hoping football returns, regular type of season. And as long as we got sports and the sun is shining, everything's golden with me. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. As long as everyone's doing, you know, staying safe and healthy and as, as you can tell now, all the sports are starting to come back. So it's just like a blessing in the skies. I feel like the sun's coming over the dark, stormy clouds now. And it's just like, it's just shedding a, a whole new light on life. And I'm just super happy i'm just hoping football really happens mike in the fall and coming up and there's no preseason games now so i'm getting a little concerned i'm still at like 50 40 of the season's gonna happen i'm 51 that it's not gonna happen 49 that it's gonna happen i'm 51 that something something will will derail it like I believe we'll have opening opening games and and maybe more but i'm 51 percent something well we know what will what will derail i'm 51 percent that it will get derailed 49 that we're gonna have it all i agree with you too i just feel like i'm still on the fence i'm like half and half and then just today the brewers in the cardinals game they got suspended a play because there's more players testing positive for COVID. so now i'm like oh boy like is this really gonna happen is football are they gonna make it to football or there's just gonna be more players in the mlb nba <laughs> and the nhl testing positive for COVID. so i'm very nervous as you could tell but as as you know as we're moving on from COVID, we're going to talk about the new york giants the g-men I just wanted to ask you, what rookies do you think are going to be starters from day one? Because there's a lot of great rookies coming in from the NFL draft this year that the Giants drafted. Well, Andrew Thomas, obviously. And I definitely think that with what's happened lately with our secondary, Darnay Holmes has a great a great chance to start. And then hopefully we'll get some more information over the next couple of weeks as to who's showing out and what position battles are, are working working which way. But I, I, do love our, I do love our class. And I will say one thing that I don't think the Giants have to go to Florida to play a game, so I think that would be amazing because if we could just cut Florida off the uh, the travel list and put that whole state in the no-fly, it might have it might make our season go a little smoother. Yeah, and it will probably make the season yeah. last longer too because, as you know, you know, we're from Pelham. Right next to us, New Rochelle, was the epicenter of the coronavirus at the yes. beginning of all this yes. all. So I, yes. I, stay, I stayed at school. My parents were like, don't come back yet. Because I went to Myrtle Beach for spring break. And they're like, stay there. Don't come back. Like, it's hectic here. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, not knowing how bad it really got. And then you see. But now Florida's getting hit really hard. So, But like you said, Mike, the secondary, it's going to be very interesting to see how all these guys play out. With no preseason games and training camp, like, suspended to a certain degree, it's just going to be very interesting to see who really gets a shot at playing this year. So, yeah, Xavier yeah. McKinney will be starting. I really want to see Darnay home start because now we need to talk about the secondary and break it down, Mike, because I don't know what's going to happen now with DeAndre Baker. I'm pretty sure he's not going to be playing because he's on the commissioner's exempt list, so we're not going to be seeing him for quite some time. So, now it's it's time to someone to, for someone to fill his shoes and step up, Mike. Yeah. Say goodbye to, say goodbye to Baker. 
there's no, I, I, I'm not really like Baker is done. He's out of my mind. He's off, he's off, he's out of uh, out of any thought right now. No need to talk about Baker. I will say Darnay Holmes. From everything we hear, everyone we talk to, he's an incredible character guy. His story coming from where he came from uh, in L.A., UCLA product. His family, everything is so is so unbelievable. He's quote unquote an old soul. I actually reached out to Darnay's people to get an interview, and they said Darnay's not doing any interviews. He's completely just focusing on his craft. So the little interaction I've had with him has been all amazingly positive. Uh, that's what we hoped that Gettleman saw in him. Gettleman, you know, he character guy, draft draft type of guy. Gettleman likes his character guy. Might have missed on Baker, but Thomas, Holmes, character guys so far. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Mike, and that's the thing. With Darnay Holmes, I like how you reached out to him, but then he said he's working on his craft. Like, you love to see that as a Giants fan. It's just like, oh, like, I, I mean, I wish you got the interview with him, but hey, if he's working on his craft, then so be it. Let the guy, you know, do his thing. I just love seeing that because he's been working out with Jabril Peppers a lot, and now he's down at MetLife, down at uh, the Quest, uh, the, the training facility. So now they're all working out yep. together. So I'm, I'm very excited to see that that was the answer they gave you. But I wish you got that interview with him, Mike. That would have been awesome, obviously. I got, you know, getting a response from his management team like that, and it was like, you know, God bless, Mike, thank you, da-da-da, Darnay. You know, it was a very nice response. That in itself was a great, great interaction. So just having that, you got to see, you know, from us, there's a ton of media that go after these guys. And when they get drafted, then you, the next couple of weeks after they get drafted, you know, they're going to be, the media is going to be all over them. So that's how it's working. I got Cam Brown's people who were telling me that, He'll do an interview as long as it's cleared with the excuse with the Giants. So, if the Giants clear outside interviews, Cam Brown will do it. So these guys are very well protected. You can tell that they're doing everything that should be right for these guys to take to give them the best shot of playing. No, and that's totally I totally agree with that too. I'm happy that I I think it's interesting because every time I try to DM a guy, I'm like maybe he'll answer, but I always think Mike, I'm like. Will he really be able to come on the podcast? Like, is it okay with the Giants? So, like, that's what I always think about. So, that's a cool take you just gave me because, like, that's information I didn't know. So, that's very cool that you shared that with me. But I want to talk to you about the Giants wide receivers this year too, Mike, because okay. if you think about it, there's a lot of options for Daniel Jones to throw the ball to. He can check it down the Saquon. He can, he can drop it off in the slot to Sterling Shepard or Golden Tate. Or he can go over top to Darius Slayton. And also Evan Ingram, who we may see playing a little wide out this year. So, what do you think? Who's going to... Who, who will make the biggest impact for Daniel Jones this year out of the wide receiver core? Well, I want to start by saying that the boys up front are going to make the biggest impact for Daniel Jones. But then the wide receiver core is going to come down to Evan Ingram is a monster. He's a problem. He's a matchup nightmare. That guy can change the, the way a defense plays the field because he's a middle-of-the-field guy. Slayton had a great showing last year on the outside, uh, which – we think, and I do believe, with Daniel Jones's deep ball and Slayton could be an amazing combination. But I'm going to say Ingram. Uh, Barkley's going to be the biggest piece of the whole offense, so that goes without saying. But in the passing game, a healthy Evan Ingram is a problem for people. Uh, Shepard, Tate, they play very similar type of positions. They're possession guys. They're not going to go up top too much. They're not super deep threats like Slayton. But Evan Ingram... Keeping them honest in the middle of the field, keeping the linebackers honest, bringing safeties up, and giving options for over the top. That's my, that's my take on. That's my short take on that. We have 
We had Golden Tate on the show, on my show last week, and he said he just wants to play. He's coming. He came Monday to, I think he lives in L.A. He came to New York on Monday, did not know when he's reporting. So these guys are out here. They don't even know when they're reporting. They're just out here practicing. They're just out here taking snaps on high school fields down in East Rutherford. They just want to play. They want to get better. They want to work with Daniel Jones. And we talked about what, a, a thing with Tate. And, you know, Shepard is a veteran now. Slayton is still young. Evan Ingram is now coming into his you know, fourth or fifth season. He's been around the program. But with Tate coming into his, like, 12th season, he had a rookie called Russell West, uh, Russell Wilson on his team years ago. And he dealt, you know, he worked with him his fresh his rookie year and his sophomore year. So now he does the same thing with Daniel Jones. So that veteran, veteran accountability presence like a Golden Tate could have a different impact. Maybe not a, a you know, going to catch 100 balls, but maybe in the wide receiver room, maybe on, on, on the practice field, Golden Tate could make that impact. But those are, the t- those are the type of things that I'm thinking about going into the season. I just want to say it's awesome you got an interview with him, and I'm happy he, he showed up Monday already from L.A. ready to go. That just shows how much he is ready for the football season, Mike. And honestly, like you said, I totally agree with you. I think he's going to be that leader, on the like a veteran. He's going to play that veteran role. He's going to help out Daniel Jones when needed, and he's just going to be that guy he can always rely on. And he'll he's always like that guy. I feel like he's, he's a chatterbox, Golden Tate. He's always willing to like you know talk guys up and just always be there for another teammate. And I just think he's a great overall guy and also a great football player too. And I'm just happy the New York Giants have him because that's someone they need. They need a veteran guy like that. And back to Evan Ingram. He, you know, no cornerback's going to be covering him if he's playing tight end. So he's going to be lined up against like a deep outside linebacker or a defensive back. So none of those guys have a chance against Evan Ingram with his speed. And then that also leaves Saquon Barkley open too in the backfield, who's also going to be covered by like a linebacker or a end who's never going to be able to keep up with Saquon. So I just think like the possibilities for the New York Giants offense this year under Jason Garrett is unbelievable. I just think they can... I think the stars are the limit. I think the galaxy's the limit, Mike. I don't even care. I think they can do whatever they want this year. I just think I just need Evan Ingram to stay healthy. I know football is such a big contact sport, and you know injuries happen whenever, and you can't really stop them from happening. So I just think like if that kid can stay healthy for over twelve games this year, watch out. I think he's going to be a troublemaker in the league. <laughs> I yeah yeah man. I, I love the I love the passion, man. Listen, it starts with the O line, bro. It Absolutely. Always has, it always will. We addressed it. Go look. Bring up the draft. Bring up our draft this year. It's O-line defense, O-line defense, O-line defense. That's all we, that's all we did. I think the, they crushed the draft. We got uh, Andrew Thomas, Matt Pert. These guys are going to be starters. They're going to be starters, and it's going to address exactly what we need to then make all those weapons, like Evan Ingram, who runs a 4-4-something 40. Like Saquon Barkley, who's the most dynamic player in football. And like Daniel Jones, who he is a, a smart He's got a great ball. He's an Eli 2.0. And with the weapons around him, I agree, bro. This is going to be fun. And I think the Giants fans, your listeners, should be pumped. Oh, I I, I, th- I hope they are as pumped as I am, Mike, because I'm to the moon. I'm, I think about it every day. I'm just like, wow. I'm like, when is football starting? I just can't wait to see these guys go out there and ball because I want to start proving some of my buddies wrong. Like my, one of my best friends, he's a Steelers fan, and we play them week one this year, so I just can't wait for that game. So I'm just like, I'm like, let's go. You think your team's still so good? Like, get ready. My team, they're up and coming, dude. Like, we've been, you know, we've been slumping the past couple of years, but wait until you see the new and improved New York Giants this year. But like you said with Saquon, Mike, 
he's just all around a generational talent. Do you think the New York Giant fan base and all of the NFL fans have seen the best version of Saquon yet? Absolutely not. It was awesome. That was the rookie record. Uh, the team was, you know, the best is rookie. The team was terrible last year. Obviously, being hurt for a part of the season last year didn't didn't showcase him. Uh, this is this is going to be it. I will say this, and listen, we we could uh, kiss this, the throne of Saquon for the next half hour. I don't care. You seem to be a, a very big fan, <laughs> but there's a there's a window for everyone. Okay, so don't get it twisted. There's a window for every dynamic dynamic running back. Barry Sanders had it. Lev Bell had it. Uh, you know. Guys have it. Frank Gore can keep playing all, uh, you know, forever, but he's not, he's not uh, at his prime. Saquon Barkley is in his prime, and it's only going to last three, four more years. I'm sorry, it is. Uh, he, he can still go on to be a, a, a very serviceable, amazing running back, but he's not going to be the generational all-pro back. It just doesn't happen. No one's an all-pro for eight or nine years. It just doesn't happen. He'll is going to be the anomaly. I hope so, but we have to strike. And why the iron's hot and cash these chips of having Saquon for the next four or five seasons right now. And forget about having to pay him in a couple of years. Oh, yeah, too. That is true, Mike. You know, his contract's coming to an end soon, his rookie deal, so they're going to have to pay him some big bucks. But I saw what Brandon Jacobs said. They He said Saquon better have a big year if he wants a big-time contract, which I totally agree with, too. And I, I totally agree with you. You said he's got like that three- to four-year window. And now I'm finally happy that Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge really started to focus on the offensive line this offseason because without an offensive line, he can't do it all by himself. Like, you saw the game against the Jets. He was getting killed in the backfield every play, and it's just like, this kid's so good, but he can't even... Once he gets the ball in his hands, he's just getting tackled. He's getting hit in the backfield. I would say this is the two two people that I think are going to surprise the Giants fans this year. The two human beings that are going to surprise the Giants fans this year. I mean, Matt Pert, who's going to start, um, which is, I think could be an amazing, amazing pickup. And it's the other person is Dave Gettleman, who is going to be the person who has constructed an O-line. We just lost soldiers. So that's going to, that, that could be a problem. But who's constructed this team, who drafted Daniel Jones to the surprise of everyone, who traded Odell Beckham, for what seems now a in his prime Jabril Preppers, uh, who traded snacks and his big fat contract, and who's building an organization his way, like he built it in Carolina and he built it in New England. So I think Dave Gettleman, as a human being, is going to come out on the, the very, very good end of this stick. People make fun of him a lot. Uh, and Matt Pert will come out as super valuable uh, on that offensive line. So those are my two guys to say, wait a second. These guys were, were Gettleman crushed it, and now pieces are playing the players, and Gettleman put them in the place to succeed. And that's very true, Mike. And honestly, I'm happy you said Dave Gettleman is one of your guys, even though he's not on the football field playing himself. It's just that we've seen what he's done over the years, and everyone's always been iffy on him. But now if you see like stuff starting to come together. Like Odell, honestly, I tell people this all the time. I don't think Odell Beckham's the same after that ankle injury. And I, I know it sucks, but coming back from an ankle injury like that is tough. And especially on like your 
your career and like just like your physical and your mental like state of your mind like it's tough like I saw what he said he was like thinking of quitting and retiring after that injury so it really takes a toll on you and then you got you got Kevin Zeitler who's a rock down low at right guard and then like you said Jabril Peppers I feel like he's come it's up and up for Jabril I feel like his primes now I feel like he's finally learning that yeah. defensive system now and I just I think the sky's the limit for Jabril and honestly, I'm just I'm stoked about the offensive line. I'm stoked about Andrew Thomas. I'm stoked about Matt Parrott. I think he should start. I mean, I never got to watch him at UConn. I went to Quinnipiac. I never even knew about him until you know the draft started coming up months before. But honestly, he's a bull in a china shop. He's six seven and he runs like runs up and down the court like a basketball player, like on the field. Excuse me. So I just think the possibilities are endless if you put him at right tackle. Let him develop. That's why I wish there were preseason games, Mike, so we got to see this guy in preseason and see what he's all about. So I just yeah. think. I just yeah. think with this offensive line, Mike, if it all pans out the way, hopefully it does. I think Saquon can lead the the league in rushing yards this year and next year. I I I'm, I know it might be a hot take, but I think Saquon not, has all that generational talent to do so. How is that a hot take, dude? I'm sure he's either number one or number two. If you look at the odds. He is. It, not, he know, is like, every year. Like look at the odds. So we, this year, go to a gambling site. Look at who's the uh, favorite to win the rushing title, and. It's got to be, Saquon's got to be as good as anybody. No, absolutely. I totally agree with you. It's probably him, yeah. Derrick Henry, and like Nick Chubb are probably the top three. But I just think Saquon's better than all of them. McCaffrey, McCaffrey has to be in there. Matt McCaffrey, too. Excuse me. I always, I always forget about McCaffrey. I, I think he's better than McCaffrey, too. I just think the Panthers threw the ball to him every time. That's why his stats are so insane. But he is he is a beast, McCaffrey. Don't get me wrong. But I just think Saquon's, yeah, yeah. Saquon's the best generational talent we've seen out of the running back in years. I just think there's not going to be another guy like Saquon for another generation. Do you want? Do you always warn your listeners this is going to be heavy Saquon content in this podcast? You know what? I don't, but I think by now they know after everything I post on Twitter and just Instagram about Saquon and just how I, I think I go on a, a Saquon rant, Mike, every single podcast. I think once it's once the engine starts revving inside me, I can't stop. Like right now, I'm ready to run through a brick wall about Saquon. I'm not kidding. Well, we 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 love I uh, love running backs. Um, you know, I'm good friends with Otis Anderson. Uh, and Brandon Jacobs, and you know Saquon's the next in the long line of these awesome running backs that the Giants have had. We are putting on an event, like I said, I told you, the True Blue podcast and True Blue uh, tailgate, September fourteenth uh, at in Pomona, New York, which is kind of right over the Tappan Zee Bridge. Um, it's at Rockland Boulders um, Credit Union Park, which is a, a minor league stadium. But we're going to have some guests there. And we're not going to have Saquon Barkley. I don't want to get you excited, but we're going to have some good running backs. We're going to have Otis, Brandon Jacobs, Plaxico, Tyree, uh, uh, Baker. And this is a chance for, like, your audience, your your boys from Westchester, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, like, come out, talk to these dudes. I mean, I don't know how kind of uh, what kind of interviews we're going to have in the, in the social distance world. Uh, but it's a good way to network in the running back world you want to network with saquon you want to get you know what you want to you want to be buddies with these guys and get on you know have them recognize you and and add some legitimacy to you this is this is what it's going to be well i listen i'll tell you right now i'll be there i will a thousand percent be there i'm not even going to tell my buddies about it because i don't want them stealing my spotlight (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) no you're going to tell your buddies we want as many people who who are, are are okay with coming out and um you know, abiding by all the social distance guidelines, which the park already has in place. Um, so all insurance and all that stuff is already set. So, uh, you know, I don't want anyone to, to worry about that. If they're if they're uncomfortable, don't come. But it should be a good time. No, and one day we're going to get Saquon 
we have a we have a softball game every year, a charity softball game. Saquon did come to our charity softball game once, which was great. That's awesome. That's I just think it's so cool that you, you've met this guy too. And we we talked about it before recorded. You've met Saquon and you've interviewed him a bunch of times. And the you know you've interviewed Jeter and you've talked to him a bunch of times. I just think it's awesome what you do, Mike. And I just I appreciate you sharing all those stories with me. Listen, you know, even, even if I never ever make it to superstardom in sports media, you you get to do what, something you love and you get to interact with people that you look up look up to and. Uh, you have a passion about and you know sometimes even if even when you lose you're winning you know what I mean no absolutely I mean just getting to meet those guys is just a dream come true I feel like too and I just that's what I want to do one day I mean you know you you shoot for your goals and stuff but if you even get to meet these guys along the way there's nothing wrong with that you know what I'm saying Mike you already got Mike Zivolo on your podcast exactly halfway there I already got I already got the big man Mike on my podcast and I just (laughs) yeah I'm I'm super excited I remember DMing you and I'd be like you want to come on for an episode and you're like absolutely and i was like oh man like this is awesome dude like i can't believe you know just just by dming someone you can get on whoever and you can just make connections like whoever like we found out we're from the same hometown our parents grew up in the same hometown went to the same high school yeah man and then my do do that more often do that to everyone everyone the best is when the best feeling is when i do an interview with someone and i put it on instagram or i put on instagram story or whatever and they, they 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 share it to their story or they comment about it, or they, you know, they like it. Those things make you feel like you're doing the right thing, and like you're taking those little baby steps. But you have to do that thousands and thousands of times, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I remember you from whatever, and I saw Saquon at the Super Bowl, and I was like, yo, dude, do you remember when we talked about the, your favorite candy? Say, what is your, what did you tell me was your favorite candy? He's like, yeah, I remember. I said Sour Patch Kids. I was like, yes, that's what you said. So then I, then I clipped in. The old interview of him saying he loves Sour Patch Kids. So those are the those are those things are so much fun, and after time and effort, those are what you can create. So that's like, even if I never get paid a dollar, that I I got that, you know. And that's why you told me about that list of questions you have. I always have them in your back pocket because see, he that's a question he remembered. It's not like some question he's gonna remember from a beat exactly. reporter that he probably exactly. gets asked like a thousand times every weekend, week out, but. Mike, before I let you go, my man, I, I ask everyone this question at the end of my podcast. What do you think the Giants' overall record's going to be in 2020? Funny you say that, bro. Coming out in two weeks is going to be our game-by-game analysis slash win-loss-win breakdown. I will give you a hint, or I'll give you a little glimpse, glimpse that I have them at 10-6. and six Based Love it. on our win-loss-win breakdown, me, LPG, broke it down. We went game-by-game. We came out with a 10-6 and six record and a playoff berth. That's what I have. I won't get into the weeds as to what games we're winning and losing. But I will say that we have one Florida team on our schedule. That's Tampa. And if they get quarantined and they can't come up to New York on November 2nd, we'll take, I will take the forfeit instead of having to go against Brady and Gronk and Mike Evans. I'll take the forfeit. Yeah, now LaShawn McCoy, too, if you think about it. They got a whole... LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, I mean, I know he's old now, but still, though, you know, Speedy McCoy is still doing things out there in the football world. But, Mike, I, I, I totally agree with you. 10-6. and six. I've been telling people 9-7, and 10-6, and six, or 11-5. and five. I'm very optimistic of this season. I really think the Giants are going to prove a lot of people wrong this year. I don't care how tough the schedule is. I like how tough it is because you know why? It really is going to put the team to the test and really see where they stand at the end of the year. A couple things that could come up, right? With the COVID, if the, if a, the COVID affects this in any way. It could do a couple things. It could limit the travel. So 
let's say in a couple weeks we say, oh, you know, NFL's going to a 12-game schedule, right? Crazier things have happened. That could happen. MLB's playing a 60-game schedule. If, the NL, if, the, if football goes to a 12 or like a 10-game schedule, guess where we're not going? We're not going to L.A. We're not going to Seattle, right, which are going to be two ridiculously hard games for us anyway to travel out there and play West Coast games. We're not going there. And most likely, San Francisco is not coming here. I don't want to play San Francisco. I had that as an L. So most likely, they're not coming east. So we're going to avoid, like, three or four very good teams. So if that – that keep that in mind. You heard it here first. If the schedule gets shortened, it could be a huge, huge godsend for the Giants. And, you know, I didn't. I honestly didn't even think about them shortening the season because, you know, it's only 16 games. But if you think about it, it still is a pretty damn long season for NFL players. And, honestly, I wouldn't mind that, Mike. I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> if you get rid of the Rams, if you get rid of the Buccaneers, if you get rid of the 49ers. Hey, heck, if they get rid of Seattle, too, I wouldn't mind because we, yeah. we don't have to yeah. see Jamal Adams again two years in a row. I don't need to see right. that guy again. Right. So give us Washington twice. Give us the Browns. Give us the Bengals. Give us the Steelers. Uh, you know, and then then now we're talking. Now we're now we're looking at a pretty good uh, record. Absolutely, yeah, and I think the sky's the limit if that ends up happening too. And I think that's a playoff team right there. Absolutely. I will go off by saying this: this is a playoff team. I think so too, a hundred percent. I think the way the team's being built, it's it's better than it's been in years past. And I just I feel like there's so much like uprising of this team i just can't wait to see how it all pans out like i just i just want to see football mike you know but yeah obviously yes. all we got to follow all these guidelines and hopefully we get football this year yes and it does stink that you know your your questions a while ago about the rookies we're never gonna get a, a good glimpse at rookies like we do every year with the preseason so that is a little annoying for that purposes to not know you know those position battles um putting the rookies through you know, welcome to the NFL type of moments to see who comes out. So that could be interesting. The product on the field of week one is not going to be the same as, as years past. It's just not. But, uh, you know, let's go. We'll cross our fingers. Every football fan is hoping for a safe and successful football season. So this is a playoff team. Let's just hope it happens. Absolutely, Mike. I've been praying every night, crossing my fingers that the season happens. But, Mike, I just really want to thank you, and I just want to appreciate everything you share with me. Thanks for coming on an episode, man. I really appreciate it. Love it, man. Well done. Good job. And we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Giants fans, I just want to say thanks for tuning in to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy out there, and we'll catch you on another episode soon.